struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We are live with the vault. I'm Jess, and this is my co-host, Alexa Miller. Alexa, who do we have the privilege of interviewing today? I'm very excited to welcome Colleen McKay. Colleen is a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, a certified trainer and coach, registered hypnotherapist, and financial strategist. Having personally built and managed multiple teams of sales professionals, Colleen is a communication and sales expert with years of experience working with real estate agents. So welcome, Colleen. Thank you for joining us. Wow. Thank you so much, ladies. I am so happy to be joining you on the vault today. I'm pumped. I'm so excited Me that too. you're on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Awesome. So do you want to start and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a mom of two. I am a wife and I'm a serial entrepreneur. And then as you guys mentioned, I have a specialty in neuro-linguistic programming. Um, I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming for probably the last 10 years. I, I dove deep into it when I came out of being a stockbroker. I did a lot of training, different kinds of business and sales training since about 2009. That's when I was a stockbroker. When I transitioned into the financial sector where I became a financial strategist, I was managing a couple of teams. And at that point, I was in a position where you know, I was like, <laughs> I was pretty young and I was managing people who were double my age easily. So I learned very quickly that to be able to communicate with them, I was going to have to enhance my skills. So I kind of fell upon neurolinguistic programming there. And ever since then, it's become a massive passion of mine. It has helped me through personal struggles, business struggles. It has helped me grow teams that have done very well for themselves. It has helped me make impact on people's lives from the personal and the professional standpoint. And it's something that as I have really dove into and incorporated it into my life, I've really seen how it has helped and enhanced other people's lives. As you mentioned, I'm also a hypnotherapist, which is one of my favorite parts about what I do. Um, because yes, I, I, I can do stage hypnotherapy where if you want me to make you balk like a chicken, I can, but actually I love using it for transformational work where I help clients achieve things that they didn't think was possible and, and really change the way that their mindset is working. So that's a little quick overview of me. I also am a massive animal lover. I, uh, I adopt many, <laughs> I've adopted many animals throughout my life. I tend to get the broken ones. So I get the ones that either cost a lot of money to take care of, or the ones that need a lot of support and help. I used to have a cat that for the last five years of his life, his uh, back end was paralyzed and I would have to change his diaper. So when I had my little boy, I went from, you know, being a, being a, a, an adult by myself with my husband to having to take care of a cat in a diaper, a baby in a diaper, and then, uh, you know, playing mom in many different ways. So yeah, so that's, 
that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for wow. sharing. I have a thousand questions. I'm so <laughs> interested in all the things you just said. So <laughs> let's break it down. Let's start with NLP. Um, for the viewers out there, can you describe what it is, how it works, the benefits the values of it? And then we'll kind of um, shift into your more hypnotherapist. Perfect. So NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but they may, if they haven't ever heard of NLP, they may actually already be familiar to it. If anyone knows who Tony Robbins is, pretty much the majority of the foundation of his education and training is NLP based. So neuro-linguistic programming is essentially the way that we take in information as individuals process it through our representational systems, and then make sense of it internally and externally. And I know that that sounds like a complicated explanation, but breaking it down, we have five representational systems. And you probably heard this when you were young, that you're either visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. The other two are really kind of secondary. Really, there's technically three. There's olfactory, gustatory, and then audio digital. But most of us process, learn, put out information either visually, auditorily, or kinesthetically. Now, the foundation of NLP is how we communicate internally and externally. So, the coolest part about neuro linguistic programming is understanding that. Absolutely everything that we do from the way that we take out information to the way that we put out information is a program that has been set into us. Now, you may have heard that by the time you're seven years old, you have learned how to feel all your feelings to some capacity, and you've kind of made the foundation of how you'll go forward in processing information. And that's actually something that is scientifically proven that you created the programs that you currently run at a juvenile level. So the best example that I can give for that is when you are a brand new baby, a newborn baby, you don't have a cognitive process, but you do have programs that are embedded into you. When you're hungry, you cry. When you're tired, you rub your eyes. You give these cues to people to understand your body language to communicate a need. So the communication side. Because you can't verbally communicate, the programs that you use are embedded into you from a very young age. They might not make total sense. So, for example, newborn baby again. When a baby can't communicate that they're hungry and then they get to the point that they're hangry, they start getting screaming, crying, angry externally. The way that they process that hanger, for example, going forward, will be the same way that they will process it their entire life unless they choose to change the program. So the way that you currently experience your anger program, your joy program, your fear program. That's the same way that it was embedded into you the first time that you ever felt that emotion, which again, is probably when you were quite young. Now, sticking with the whole theory of programming, everything, absolutely everything that we do is a program. 
from the way that you wake up in the morning and make your coffee or tea or drink to the way that you start your car and drive to work or drive somewhere that you drive, you know, frequently. You follow the same steps. And the reason being is that our brains are constantly being bombarded by information. So you've probably heard the theory that we only use 10% of our brains. It's actually inaccurate. We use all of our brain, but most of our brain is in a trance-like state or a dormant-like state where there's processes that are happening, but you're not consciously processing them at that moment. So going back to the example of when you wake up, when you wake up, you probably mindlessly go about your normal program. You get up, maybe you go to the bathroom, maybe you brush your teeth, your hair, wash your face. Then maybe you go to the kitchen and start preparing things. And you do it probably relatively automatically without having to think about things. And we are programmed to do that so that our minds have the ability to essentially relax in between. Because if we were functioning at full capacity the entire day, you know, we would burn out within probably hours. Mm-hmm. So when you recognize that a program that you're running in your life is a program, in fact, it gives you the power to then change that program and to communicate that program differently and tune it differently to better serve you. So NLP is the foundation of communication and how we run programs internally and externally, how they all work together, and how you can then modify your own behaviors to benefit yourself and then use the communication techniques to better communicate externally with those around you. So that's my explanation of NLP, (laughs) neuro-linguistic programming. It's a very good explanation. Very yes, very detailed. I didn't even know what NLP was yeah. <laughs> until I heard about you from Jess. So yeah. um, so how do you use NLP in real estate? Oh, a ton of different ways. Um, so as a coach and and personally as well, being an entrepreneur, um, I use it number one for communication. When you are working with any type of clientele, so for real estate buyers and sellers. One of the primary differences between real estate agents that are good and real estate agents that are potentially lacking is communication. Oftentimes, when you find some type of breakdown with clients, it comes down to a communication breakdown. So number one, first and foremost, communication, learning how to effectively communicate, learning how to effectively process information that's coming in from your clients. So things like active listening, and then how to tailor your communication to get the end result that you want, the common goal. So whether you are working with buyers, your common goal is to help them buy a house. If you're working with sellers, common goal, help them sell their house. So it helps you communicate on a higher level than what the general population does. And that creates really strong rapport, which most people who are in sales understand that rapport is what makes or breaks your relationship. Mm -hmm. And so having good rapport with a client and having good communication with a client means that you open up the opportunity for them to, number one, have a happy transaction with you, 
but then also having a long lasting transaction, which then means referrals and multiple transactions from them. So that's the first way that NLP helps support it. But then the other side of it is also business management. As a real estate agent, you're actually an entrepreneur. And whether you're on a team or you're an independent agent, when you're diving into the world of real estate, it requires you to wear multiple different hats. So what NLP has done, because the foundation of it is communication and programming, is NLP creates the program for how to manage your own personal mindset, how to work at your highest frequency and be the most effective and also stay motivated when, you know, things are busy, when times are tougher. So it gives you programs that you can implement for continuing to ensure that you're working at your best capacity, even when maybe you're having a hurdle that you're trying to overcome. So for me, because I'm a serial entrepreneur and I actually am historically a pretty unorganized person. Like if you ever talked to my parents when I was young, I would be doing 20 things at one time and my room was horribly messy and I was very unorganized. I didn't know what was where or where was what kind of thing. But when I started to dive into NLP, it taught me the fundamental basics of getting myself organized. And then as I delved deeper, I grew from there. And so now I'm the type of person, and and again, remembering, I used to be very unorganized. Now I'm the type of person that you could literally ask me, like my husband does it all the time. He'll ask me where the most obtuse thing is. Like, let's say, um, let's say it's wintertime and he's like, oh, where is the sunscreen? Um, our family has greenhouses, so he's outside even when it's winter time. So he'll be like, oh, where's the where's the sunscreen? I'm able to tell him exactly where it is and what shelf it's on in the closet that I haven't been in in six months because I've become that organized. So those are the it. two, yeah, those are two ways that I have found have been incredibly helpful for my real estate clients in using it to help grow themselves personally and professionally in real estate. Well, thank you. I love that example because when we're interviewing realtors, what we're seeing is, you know, they're saying what their struggles are with, you know, communication with their clients. And then I love how you touched on atomic habits, which I think is so important. And I always remember, you know, thinking and when we're coaching clients and, and um, our agents is, we have to know what those habits are and what our patterns in the brain are and working on that highest frequency. So NLP does work. I know that. And I've seen it work and I've seen the work that you do as well. And I think it's just quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I absolutely love it. I've done a ton of different sales training programs. Um, you know, like I'm an alumni of the strategic coach. I've done all of Tony Robbins, all of Grant Cordone's. I've done, you know, a ton of different groups of sales training activities. And honestly, that has been one of the most fundamental building blocks for my own business is NLP. Yeah. So out of all those trainings, what one was your favorite? Um, okay. So I really enjoyed, I mean, of course I'm, I'm going to say, I love Tony Robbins. That's great stuff. I love Grant Cordone. A lot of what he does teach is very like motivational and it holds you accountable. But I'll also say I really enjoyed Strategic Coach. 
Um, when I did start taking strategic coach and for anyone who doesn't know what strategic coach is, it's, um, it's a company that's actually located in Toronto. And the principle behind strategic coach is based on whatever your income level is, you're split into specific groups. And that group is all in the same type of income level as you. So the idea is, is most of the problems that you'd be encountering, they'd also be encountering. So you guys could work together and support each other and work off of it. You get together each quarter and plan out the next quarter coming up. I really enjoyed that one because it actually forced me to get into the mindset of planning out my business strategies by quarter. And it was something that I hadn't done to date. I did strategic coach. Oh, I think it was like about 2016, 2017 is when I dove into it. And it forced me to organize my business in a way that I hadn't before and to actually project out the next five years and how to organize myself to plan it out to meet different small goals. So I got to the point where I was making weekly goals monthly goals, quarterly goals, biannual goals, annual goals, two-year, three-year, and five-year goals. And what's really cool is even with some of the goals that I set out for my five-year goals, you know, life gets busy. Sometimes you don't revisit your goals as often as perhaps you should. But some of those goals that I wrote out five years ago, I actually realized that I had overachieved them and accomplish them within like two or three years, mainly because they became top of mind and mm -hmm. they were right in front of me. So I was always thinking about them. And from the NLP standpoint, because I, I understand why that happened from the NLP standpoint, it's like the law of attraction. When you put something out there, suddenly you start noticing it. So like your, your RAS system, your, your um, reticular system, when you think of like perhaps you're thinking of a Jeep, suddenly you see Jeeps all the time on the roads. If you were thinking about buying one, same type of idea. When you put a goal out there and you start actually processing it in your mind, your mind then naturally starts to think about creative different ways that you can achieve that goal. So that really helped me propel myself because you know, I, I had all these goals that were in my mind and I was like, oh, these things, these are things that I want for my future, but it forced me to write it down. And inevitably, because it forced me to write it down and organize myself, it felt like suddenly all of these opportunities were pouring themselves my way. But in reality, it was because my mind was now thinking in a different way that I was actively seeking those opportunities without even necessarily realizing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it's so important too, for any viewers out there, like when we talk goal setting, you, we have to break it down. And mm -hmm. if we're not writing it down, I read a stat that it was 30% more off to happen if we write it down. And I find that very accurate because right now I also find it funny. My husband and I are reading the book Ninja Selling and it talks about the RAS system. Mm-hmm. And so you described that very well. So if anyone's out there listening, I say, grab that book and you have to read it. It talks about everything Colleen just said. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to have to read it myself too. Yeah. You should write one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, so I am in the process and, and that's what, again, going back to like how, how much it's helped me. 
When you are organized as an individual and when you have your goals that are clearly outlined, as well as strong systems in place, your workload can expand increasingly. Like my hours in the day are no different than they were three, five years ago. I still work the same sets of hours and maybe even a little bit less because I've got the kids. But Mm -hmm. the amount of work that I do now and the productivity that I have reached Even sometimes I'm like, holy cow, because I am currently, I'm writing a book. So I'll be doing a book in, I'm hoping to have it completed in the next two months. Um, I'm in the process of writing two new courses. I've got one that's about to be launched. And then I've already got another two that I'm planning on doing after that. Um, And then I've also got my in-person life trainings that I'm doing as well. So it's, it's really expanded my own personal productivity by having my goals clear Mm -hmm. and by having my path, my program set in place to allow me to do that, like working in flow state and really expanding my time horizons. So, yeah, I love that. You know, I was also reading on our Delta and Theta um, brainwaves too, when you're accessing all that, you get to that level where we're creative or imaginative we're using, you know, the third eye chakra, <laughs> anyone yes. who has chakras, right? Yes. Um, yes. So everything you just said, people can achieve that it's focus and it's, you know, 90% focus, hundred percent focus. And then you get into this passion and you just cranked out all this work and you think, oh my gosh, I'm loving what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you know about those too. Literally like anyone can go onto YouTube and literally look up focus music, Veda, like focus music, music, whatever, whatever you need to focus on, like whatever kind of activity and task you need to focus on, you can literally write it into YouTube and it will queue up specific music for you to listen to. Like I have a playlist that I listen to whenever I'm doing course creation. And literally all I have to do is turn it on and I get a certain, my brain like clicks and it's ready to go. I get a certain feeling and it's like, I've just put on a helmet and I'm rearing to get to the race kind of thing. So I love that you know about those too. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever I told my husband, my cool little things, my nerding, right. He just, what? You're like, listen, it works. It does. Yeah. And you know what? He actually does it. He just doesn't tell you really. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. You know what? My husband's the same way. He listens. He pretends like he's not always listening to everything I say, but then every once in a while he'll pull something out and I'm like, oh, look at you. I'm so proud. Yeah, I know. And this is one of my favorite parts about asking you, Colleen, to come on the show because it's a different aspect in a real estate business. You know, we have the functions of real estate business. Although when we are talking mindset Mm -hmm. in your strategic coaching, your highest frequency, your communication, your atomic habits, those are so important. And I consider them, those are the foundations of who you are and how you communicate in order to move those units and those deals in a real estate business. So we need all of them working together. Absolutely. One of the things that I tell all of my clients that come in and start working with me, I mean, like 99% of them come to me specifically for business purposes. They want to make more sales. They want to reach higher levels of income. But almost always I tell them, you have to be aligned internally to be aligned externally and be successful. So you've got to have your mindset in gear. Like if you're an agent who is literally questioning if they can, you know, be an agent that makes 150,000 per year, 
then guess what? Your brain, your unconscious level is sitting there. Everything that you say, it takes directly to heart and personally. So if you're like, you know, I don't think I'm an agent that can make that much money, but I want to, well, your unconscious is like, yeah, you can't make that much money. Mm -hmm. So mindset is huge. And it is. It's that old saying, your mind believes everything you tell it. It can't tell what's right or wrong. And it, it's very accurate. You know, I've, I've read a lot of articles and anyways, it's very, I love that stuff. It's very, mm-hmm. very neat. Um, and I love how you said, you know, your internal needs and need the external. I was, um, I guess on a different podcast and he was talking about, and he just put it in really good perspective. You know, these people who are your top producers, it's a different mindset is a different level of success. And his example was, are the two coinciding together? And I thought, yes, exactly. If your internal is not matching your external, then they're not going to fit. We're not going to get the results we want. And then when you look at these top producers, their mindset, it's keen, it's crisp. They're working through those hard problems and challenges and the external is matching it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my, one of my own personal kind of mantras is, especially when I'm coming up to like a hurdle is the only way out is through. Yeah. So anytime that I come up to something, you, you know, you always get like that little ick feeling. Anytime I'm coming up to something that's ick, I tell myself the only way out is through. And then that gives me the power to look at things objectively say, what do I need to, what do I have control over? What do I need to change? And then I push through it. And, you know, sometimes we procrastinate things that we don't necessarily want to deal with. Like maybe there's a, a, an issue that, you know, hurts you internally. I don't know uh, an example of, let's say that somebody has some longstanding doubts that were embedded into them from their youth. They maybe had parents that weren't as supportive or whatever, and that's always played on them internally. So they, you know, question themselves often for a lot of people. They're like, Oh, I don't want to deal with it because it hurts. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I'm working with myself and clients, my answer is the only way out is through, you have to deal with it to be able to get to what you want to do. So you know, you got to look at it, find out what you've got control over, change what you don't have control over and work your way through. And then that's how you hit success. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. And I think it's, you know, finding ways to let go of the fear because it will be okay on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's that saying I've survived every, I've survived a hundred percent of the days that I thought I wouldn't. And it's true. You know, you, you can have things that can scare the crap out of you and paralyze you. But then ultimately in the end, if you let them paralyze you, that fear wins and fear is just a construct really. Like when you break it down, it is a physical response. And most of the times it's a physical response to something that our minds have catastrophized and it's not even as bad as you think it's going to be, or you've created it in your mind. Yeah. It's back to that programming, right? We're programmed to believe exactly. it's a tiger when it's not. Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm intrigued to know. So let's say I called you for NLP coaching. What does that look like? So it's different for everybody. So I always do a discovery call with clients to find out what areas of improvement they're seeking, you know, right. Oftentimes, it's always about wanting to become successful, wanting to reach the next level. But the core issue is 
always going to be different and have its own nuances. So I custom tailor every single coaching package that I do. But essentially, when a client comes in, we kind of assess how quickly they want to achieve their goal and how committed they are to achieving it. That's the first thing, because I will pour into every single one of my clients 100%. They also have to pour back 150% because ultimately they're the ones who are doing the heavy lifting. I'm just the guide, but I'm going to get you there. Like I, I, I do tell most of my clients, I will drag dead bodies over finish lines if I have to, but <laughs> like, you got it. You got to put in the effort. If you want it to be long lasting, like you mm-hmm. give me a month, I'll get you to your goal. Or I'll, if, I mean, if it's somebody who's, you know, really not going to do the work and just wants to throw money at me, I don't, I, we end that relationship. But, um, if, if it's somebody who is committed and wants to achieve something, I will make sure that they achieve it. So for some clients, you know, if they're, if there's somebody who has the ability to commit to a high level, I have clients that I talk with three times a week where I will coach them. Typically it's on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an hour each session. And then in between I task them with homework and we are literally in communication almost every single day. That's like a client who has like a big goal and they want to achieve it in a short time frame. During those times, I will dive deep into understanding how they work and helping them understand how they work and finding what the true deficiency is. Like I I have clients that will come in and they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm working so hard right now, but I just can't seem to reach the next level. And then when we actually take a look at what's preventing them from reaching the next level, their internal dialogue is, you know, not beneficial for them. Maybe they've got the limiting beliefs and those limiting beliefs then lend to a lack of motivation. And that lack of motivation then means that when they are doing the tasks, yes, they're working many hours, but they're maybe not working smart because their brains are so focused on that limiting belief and second guessing everything that they're doing, that they're not at their highest productivity level. So almost always first thing that I do is I clean up their inner circle, their inner mind and help them understand how it's working so that their brain can work at the highest frequency. The best way that I can make that make sense for you guys is we all have massive to-do lists in our mind. Mm -hmm. Like I could literally list off to you 50 things that I know I need to do and that I want to do in some cases, Um, but it's sitting in there. Now, if I let that always float around in my mind, My mind is always actively trying to remind itself of, oh, remember, Colleen, you actually need to get all of the children's clothing clothing organized so that you can donate it. Oh, Colleen, remember that you need to actually reach out and organize summer activities for the kids. Oh, Colleen, you know that you need to organize time to write for your book. Oh, Colleen, like all of these things. My brain, if it is constantly trying to remind itself to do these things, it doesn't have the capacity to creatively think outside of the box for solutions to my real goals and objectives, which is becoming wildly successful in the coaching industry. So what I do is I, because I know that my brain works like that, and I know that if I've got this long list, it doesn't have the capacity to think externally from that list. I do a brain dump every morning, absolutely everything that I need to get done. 
I write it out so that it's no longer plaguing my mind. I teach my clients the same thing to do because when your mind is cluttered with lots of information, it doesn't have the ability to access and think of new ways of thinking. So like the way that I kind of describe brains is think of it like a library. Do you remember when we were young and you went to the library before, you know, computers were huge, you would pull out these long um, drawers and they would have all of these little cards in there that would tell you that in were alphabetical, they would tell you where things are at and what aisle to go in. Do you guys remember that stuff? Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I might be aging myself. But <laughs> <laughs> so, and for any of our young listeners, that is actually a thing. Look it up on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So think of our brains like that, except those drawers that had it all organized, they don't exist. Those cards are floating around in our brain continually. So what we really need to do is take those cards and file them away by getting them out of our brain and getting them onto paper or whatever format people use. So when coaching clients come into me, I dive into their brain and I find out where these little cards are and what each card says and how it's affecting them in reaching their goals for, let's say, success. And then we come up with the program. So usually what will happen is I work with clients on normally a month to month basis. I have clients that will come to me and they'll work with me for two to three months to achieve a goal. And then I send them off back into the wild to be their successful selves. And then I also have clients who I've literally been working with, gosh, since I have clients that I've been working with for over three years straight. Um, And so it's all about like what they need, what kind of support they need, but we come up with the plan of action. We come up with all of the different strategies that they need to incorporate. And then I incorporate that with them. So whether it's teaching them the principles of how to run a successful day, like time blocking, I teach my clients about how important it is to block off their days and how to actually spend their time. And this is the benefit from, you know, doing the strategic coach, as well as being an entrepreneurial myself, I know how we have to block off the days from an NLP perspective, you should be blocking your days off in 90 minute cycles with 20 minute increments, giving yourself a break every 20 minutes or so. I teach my clients that I actually work with them and organize their week like that. Like I will become as nitty gritty as my clients need. There's clients who, you know, just need a little bit of guidance. And then there's the clients who need me to hold their hand tight for the first little pile. And that's what I do. So that's why every client is different, but we do the assessment period. We find out what they want to do, and then we tailor the program specifically for them. And that's why typically I only work one-on-one with about 10 clients a month because I do pour into them the way that I do. So. You know, we will have our coaching period. And like I said, sometimes they go off into the wild and then sometimes they come back and then sometimes they become coaches as well. Mm -hmm. I have two clients, two past clients um, that are currently going through and working on getting their NLP license because I'm a licensed trainer. So I actually license people in NLP. So I've got two that have progressed to that stage. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Something that stood out to me that you said was talking about productivity, mm-hmm. um, which I struggle with because, and I feel like this is something I need because I'll, you know, from when I wake up to when I go to bed, I, you know, bust my butt 
doing stuff. And then I get home at the end of the day and I go, what did I really get done? I know I worked all day, Mm -hmm. but how productive was I actually in in helping my business? Yeah. And I feel like that's every day for me. (laughs) Oh, I understand. I would, I would love to dive into your day. and (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things, and this is something that, I mean, people are still very afraid of AI, like artificial intelligence. But one of the things, like I literally just worked with a client yesterday, introducing them to how AI is going to help support them in ways that they never even considered. Mm-hmm. I look at everything as, is this a me task or is this a transferable task? Yeah. So when I mentioned to you how I do my brain dump, I do it every single day. I have something called a rocket book. And this is, um, I'm actually working on creating my own version of it for clients. It's literally a book that you can, you, it's like, you know, a normal notebook kind of thing, but you can write on it. And then there's a QR code at the bottom that you scan, and then it will obviously file it into your systems. And then you erase it and you can write over it the next day. So every day I do my brain dump on there. I write out everything that I need to do, everything that needs to get accomplished rather. And then I organize it based on which business it's for, because I have a couple of businesses, but I based on which business it's for. And then I organize it as, is this a me task or is this a someone else task? Mm-hmm. And then I leverage it. Yeah. So I would love to dive into your day and help yeah. you with that. <laughs> yeah. I think the yeah. key is leveraging. And I feel all of our team knows that too. Yeah. And I love the 90, 20 rule because even when we hire admins, they know their rule is you know, every couple hours you go for a walk and it is a specific time. It is that 20 minute mark because there's reasons behind it. Yeah. And, um, I also love, um, just like your book idea. I know that one of our coaches also said, if you have too much on your list, exactly what Colleen said for anyone listening is your brain's just going to constantly get caught up with that list. So you have to stroke some things off if it's been sitting there for too long and it's okay to do that. Yes. And I literally will organize myself like power hours. So if Mm -hmm. I know that I've got some things, like I try to organize myself based on activities as well. So, you know, my first 90 minutes will be administrative style tasks. My next 90 minutes will be creative style tasks. And then my next 90 minutes will be activity style tasks. So, you know, let's say in the morning, I've got 90 minutes worth of emails and, you know, administrative things that I have to clean up. Then that next 90 minutes where I'm going to tape my Instagram and TikTok videos, and I might create a new course idea and layout. And then the next 90 minutes is when I know, okay, I need to actually go and physically take care of stuff. So maybe I need to clean up my workspace. Maybe I need to drive out somewhere to meet somebody. You know, that's when I actually physically am doing the active stuff. So that is very important because it uses different aspects of our brain as well. And Mm -hmm. while one aspect, like, you know, the administrative versus the creative work, left side, right side, while I'm doing the administrative stuff, my other side, my creative side of the brain can relax. Whereas when I'm doing the creative side, then my left side of the brain, the administrative side can relax. And it allows you to work at your highest capacity or your highest level of productivity because you get the rest in between. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. I could probably talk about it all day with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love nerding Um, out with you guys. 
<laughs> so let's uh, change gears. Can you tell us a little bit more about hypnotherapy? Yes. So hypnotherapy, I mean, a lot of people are very familiar with hypnotherapy from the standpoint of stage shows. And, mm -hmm. you know, those are fun and everything, but many people miss out on the therapeutic side, how much it can benefit and help you. So we all have something called a critical faculty. And that's really what separates that Remember, 10% of our brain is actually being used. Well, you know, hundred percent, but it's what separates our conscious and our unconscious mind. Now, the critical faculty is created to essentially protect your unconscious mind from, you know, outside sources that are going to bombard it with information. Because we have that critical faculty, most people go into a trance-like state fairly effortlessly when they're watching things like TV or driving. Mm -hmm. When you are doing hypnotherapy, that trance-like state that you're feeling when you're watching TV or driving, or when you're falling asleep, but you still are pretty conscious of what's happening in the room around you, that's the actual therapeutic and hypno state that I put people into. And when I do that with my hypnosis, I dive into their brains. Now, obviously, when I'm diving into their brains, I already have a really strong understanding of what's happening in their unconscious, what their hurdles are, what their goals are, what they need to overcome. So I dive into their unconscious and I start working directly with their unconscious. And the best way to think about your unconscious is like your little version of you, like your, your innocent your childlike version of you that's under there. And I get to go under and dive into there and work directly with your unconscious to create new programs and paths that you can consciously begin following to change and reach the goals that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's say for example, a, a client comes and let's say that, um, Let's say that they have a concern about being like they want to be successful, but they don't actually know what they need to do to achieve their success. They've never been taught. And of course, I'm obviously on the external side teaching them as we go. But let's say that they just they haven't created that solid foundation where they believe in themselves yet. So I go into the unconscious through hypnosis. And then I begin teaching their unconscious to be open and presently aware to opportunities that are presenting themselves and how to abstractly think about these opportunities as things that they can incorporate towards their success goals. That's something that I do oftentimes. And you've probably heard of like the, the circle of excellence or um, some people call it different things. Some people call it their greater self circle. Some people just call them their greater selves. But effectively, it's where like we take the best version of you that you've kind of had in the past, and then we enhance it to be the version that you want to be. And we create a brain pathway for you to go from what you've achieved to what you want to achieve and how to get there. Mm -hmm. So hypnosis is a really cool way to actually help guide people. And the benefit is, is that hypnosis can last longer than the session. What I mean by that is, you know, my sessions are about an hour each time, but when I do hypnotherapy work with clients, that whole brainwave, the, the whole process that we've just worked on, that will continue 
to grow and be in their unconscious for days, weeks, and even months. Like some people use hypnosis to help people quit smoking. Some people use it for weight loss. There's tons of different modalities. I even had a client actually, her, her husband was a real estate agent. That's how I began working with her, but she came through and she became a hypnosis client because she wanted to do hypnobirthing. So yeah, hypnosis can be used literally for a wide range of things from, you know, goal setting and, and reaching success to even pain management for birth. So it's fascinating. I love it. It's cool. It's, and it makes sense because we're accessing that neural pathway over and over again. And then the brain sees familiarity, then the nervous system shifts into parasympathetic. Yes, exactly. Very, very cool. I love it all. Um, it's just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have, we have about, let's say about six minutes left. And I think we have a few questions left. Um, and, you know, can you tell us a bit about your future goals with your business and what you would recommend to a new realtor starting and, and maybe how they should consider NLP? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, my future goals for my business, if I'm to fast forward six months from now, I am going to have, as I mentioned, at least four, maybe five courses out available for clients to take to improve themselves, to reach the goals that they want to achieve. And they're being priced so that they're achievable for people. I realize a lot of new real estate agents haven't made a lot of money yet. So one of the primary things that I've always wanted to do is make my coaching accessible for them. So that's one of the things having that out also hopefully having the book out and if not out actually no I'm going to say in 6 months from now I will have my book out <laughs> maybe even another in the, maybe another one even in the 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 back skirts cuz I've got oh. lots of ideas um now that we are able to do in person meetings again uh I love talking and doing speaking engagements you know, about before COVID, I used to go to Vegas and do speaking engagements in front of crowds of like 300 people. And I love that. I love thriving for that. So the goals are to get back in front of large crowds and be talking and teaching. My biggest goal, because I I like to work, as I said, I, I try to keep myself to about 10 clients a month so that they're getting the best of me. Um, I want to have another three coaches underneath me so that as a team, we can help even more people. I would love that in the next maybe year from now, I have 150 new clients that have come through and they're all achieving minimum incomes of a hundred thousand or more through, you know, the support that we've offered. My goals are predominantly associated with helping my clients also reach their goals too. So, you know, I've got a couple of clients I'm currently working with and I've got goals for them. They came in, they want to make, you know, $150,000. I'm like, let's get you to $400,000. So I also have goals like that as well. So I want to, I, I want to really help people and that's my big motivation and driving factor. So my big goal, I think would be to help about 150 people over the next year and how, I love how yeah I love how specific you are mm-hmm. I think that yes. like, it's very valuable of anyone doing goals out there you need to be specific it has to happen yeah <laughs> yeah you know you need to know where you're aiming and like right down to everything um so before we wrap up what would you recommend to new realtor just starting for NLP and then uh, where can we find you So for new realtors, I would absolutely say dive into NLP and learn about communication and its importance. 
you can be a brand new realtor and you can lean on teams and you can lean on, you know, the administrative groups that you're working for, whichever brokerage you're with to help you with deals. But you have to learn how to communicate to actually get those deals. So Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate and market yourself, learning how to communicate with buyers and sellers, how to actually get them to work with you specifically. Communication is absolutely the most important aspect, especially when you're starting out. So all of the other things, I mean, obviously, once you're licensed, you know all of the information from the legal and technical side. But from getting out and being a successful real estate agent, communication is going to be fundamental in your success. And then obviously setting up the right programs, having structured days is equally important after you've learned communication skills. And that's where NLP can really help support you is to learn how to communicate. And then, yeah. yeah. And then for me, you can find me on TikTok as Transcending Minds. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Transcending Minds. Um, And then on my website as well, transcendingminds.com. So I'm all over there. And I I love when people reach out and ask me questions. So if you've heard anything on here and you have any questions, please do reach out to me. I actually do respond personally. I am the person that's responding in in my direct messages as well as in the comments section. So ask away. I love helping. Awesome. I'm so excited to get your book too. Me too. By the way. Yes, <laughs> I will make sure you guys get the first copies. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Our whole team will get one. Yes, yes of course. Of course. I love sharing. So That's absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We enjoyed everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All of your thank information. You so awesome. Thank you so, so much, much ladies. I really appreciate the opportunity and also how much you guys already know. I mean, it's many of the same principles from everything that you're talking about is NLP based as well. So, you know, it's wonderful to get to talk with like-minded people. That's right. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks, Colleen. Thank you, ladies.